better. Yes. Oh. Oh. These roundels are a disgrace. Mm. Grace. Ah, oh, well. Ah. Best not think about that, eh? Oh. Oh, yes. Nearly forgot. Welcome to the Blue Box Podcast. Sponsored by Starburst Magazine. Right. Back to work, Doctor. Plenty more to be getting on with. Hi, I'm JR. Hi, I'm Finn. Hello, I'm Lee, and Finn's my son. Hi, I'm Amy. Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm married to Amy. Hi, I'm Andrea. And I'm Simon, Andrea's fiancé. And this, as you've probably gathered, is going to be just a little bit of a different episode of the Blue Box podcast, but we are going to start with On The Spot, and for the next 60 seconds, according to Mark's watch that he doesn't have running... Lee is going to be talking about the enemy of the world. Oh, the enemy of the world. Uh, this is Doctor Who's 007 moment, isn't it? With all the flying helicopters and uh, the world kind of dominating threat of Salamander, I think it was, the guy that was running the planet at the time, who happened to look exactly like Patrick Troughton, which is fantastic. And also uh, a bit weird because uh, obviously he's playing, I don't know what country he's supposed to be from, but it's a bizarre accent that he's playing he looks a bit strange but he's a great actor it's uh, Pat Tratton and playing against himself would have been great but unfortunately we can't see any, a lot of it because it's all been wiped by the BBC uh, fireman is it 60 seconds yet <laughs> <laughs> oh all right uh, well the, the bits that we've got left over I think I don't know there's there's a, an episode with the cook the cook's brilliant actually I think we should bring the cook back and he should be a companion uh, some Australian geezer who just really was quite dry and uh, probably wanted to be happy to knife anything that was a bit alien are we nearly there yet mark it's mexico he's from mexico he's from mexico who is uh salamander oh is he not he's mexico terrible accent (laughs) i love episode three of enemy of the world i'm so happy that that one survived most people want the first two episodes because it's got all the running around on the beach for the helicopters and what Mm. have you i actually really like episode three the quiet episode the cook yeah i like quiet (laughs) episodes and it's got all the main actors in I mean, a lot of them are dead by the time you get to the last couple of episodes. Mm. Anyway, I like that story. I like that episode. And I'm just astonished that for the second time in a row, Lee, you've pulled a season five story (laughs) that doesn't exist. Yeah, thanks. Well done, you. Yeah, what are the chances of that? That wasn't planned at all, was it? Right, I am going to go straight into an email. And I'm going to keep you all in suspense for just a little bit longer as to why we had all those extra voices at the start of this episode. Uh, Suki or Suki Kak or Kark? Oh, Suki. Suki Kark. Suki Kark. Okay, we'll go with Suki Kark. Posted this on our Facebook page. Oh, dear. Yeah. (laughs) He says, hello, guys. 
just downloaded your latest podcast. I have to point out, we forgot to read this out a couple of weeks ago when we should have. So this has been hanging around for a little while. But nevertheless, we're doing it now. Just downloaded your latest podcast. And with the heads up that you gave me via Twitter, I was really looking forward to hearing my comments being read by you fellas. Now, if anybody remembers back, when we first read a comment by Suki, we accidentally thought it was a woman. Yeah. And it turned out. Suki. Yeah. yeah, I think who do we blame for that? Don't uh, we blame Simon. It's down to yeah. the original pronunciation, surely. So which would have been you, JR? Oh, so we're okay. at your door, moving swiftly along. <laughs> right, Suki continues. But within seconds, I'm feeling sick. I figured you would have problems pronouncing my surname. It can be both a long A as Kark or a short A as in Cack. Oh, okay. So you can say it either way. And as you said both versions, I thought nothing of it, but to get my gender wrong. Normally, it wouldn't bother me, but for several reasons, it annoyed the... out of me. I sent you the comments over Twitter where my avatar is a Hartnell Cyberman, so no actual picture of me, but when you told me over Twitter that you were thinking of using my comments on the podcast... I immediately joined your Facebook page. Now, my Facebook avatar icon or photo is an actual photo of me. All it would have needed prior to the recording, when I'm assuming you were wondering how to pronounce my surname, one of you could have looked at your own Facebook page and discovered that I was male and not female. (laughs) Flipping Suki, take it off again. (laughs) (laughs) Simon busted. I have to point out at this juncture that we told him that we were going to be using his comments after we'd actually recorded that episode. (laughs) But anyway, you then spend the next five minutes saying she instead of he. Highly embarrassing. But I calmed down since then because I realised it was an honest mistake until my youngest child told me that he'd heard the podcast too and he doesn't want to go to school tomorrow. The reason being, as he too is a Doctor Who fan, he told his schoolmates that his dad was going to be mentioned on a Doctor Who podcast and a few of his mates were going to download the episode and listen to it. So when he gets into school, because he will be going, he is expecting comments on how his dad is now a woman. So, not only humiliating me, I told a few Doctor Who fans who were mates that I was going to be mentioned on the best Doctor Who podcast out there. That's good. He still thinks we're the best Doctor Who podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You made me a laughing stock out of my own kids. Just a simple bit of research on your part. Look it up on your own Facebook page or by just sending me a tweet to Cyberman underscore 151 would have saved my wife all the verbal abuse that I wanted to shout at you guys. (laughs) I'm also pretty sure that all of you were flirting with me and I'm damn sure (laughs) that you wouldn't have if you knew I was male. No, I I quite like the name (laughs) Suki is one comment or I prefer Kark. But then five minutes after my comments have been read out, you forget my name, as I mentioned not by name, but as female. I wouldn't want to be in your shoes when your other halves find out that you are flirting with women who are actually men via your podcast. (laughs) Well, Simon, tonight we have Andrea in the room. I haven't had any food today, Suki continues, as I threw it at the wall thinking it was JR's face. (laughs) The dog has not been taken for a walk, as I'll be calling her Simon. (laughs) 
And I'm now playing on my daughter's Sims game on the Wii, where I've named two of the female characters, Lee and Mark. I won't tell you what horrors I've got planned for them and their husbands, JR and Simon. (laughs) And then Suki finishes off by saying, love your podcast. Keep up the good work. Can't wait for the next episode. Thank you, Saki, and we're really sorry about that. (laughs) We are sorry, but obviously that email was sent in good humour. Yeah, thank goodness. Shall we, uh, before we get to the (laughs) crux of the matter tonight then, shall we uh, have one more email? Yeah, go. It's quite a long one, but it's from Steve from Manchester and his emails are always good. Mm -hmm. And uh, so let's get straight down to it. Gentlemen, possibly the best yet. I think this was a 1970 episode he's replying to. Right, okay. He says... uh, I suspect that you're all beginning to wonder if all the over-the-top praise you're getting is mm. genuine or not, but trust me, you're keeping up a fantastically high standard. Can't let your egos get too big, of course. So, <laughs> since you keep calling for constructive criticism, the first 20 minutes had a little bit too much semf- self-referential banter, which could have overbalanced the podcast had it only been a 60-minute long one. This is the 1971, Caroline John. Oh, okay. Not six. Uh No. About Colin Baker. Oh, in the 1971, we spent about half an hour on emails at the start. Oh, do we? Like we're doing now? Yeah, we should really have had this conversation before we started recording. Uh, um, I don't mean self-referential in the sense of, look at us, aren't we the bee's knees? But self-referential to the podcast, I mean, not to the podcasters. Concentrating on process rather than content, which is kind of what we're getting guilty of now. So I'll Mm. carry on through the email. It's nice to hear that you all appreciate the good feedback, but you almost sound like you think you're unworthy of it at times. Well, I think we do think we're unworthy of it, really. All we do is sit here and chat. It is high praise for it is. what is basically four blokes in a room chatting about Doctor Who. Yeah. And uh, poking fun at each other. Exactly. That's about <laughs> the shape and size of it. What was brilliant, though, Steve says, was that once you got on to discussing season seven around the 25th minute, you're all straight onto your very best form, like turning on a light switch. I mentioned about the bonus podcast. Oh, no, no, no. Hang on. Uh, oh. Edit. Edit. No, I'm going <laughs> to. Make him sound like a Welshwoman. He says, uh, oh, well, he carries on and says things like there's no competition for preeminence amongst the four of us. Uh, at least I assume you were all contributing. I'm afraid that JR's is still the only voice I can put a name to. Well, I can't yet easily tell apart the voices of Lee, Simon and Mark. See how I reversed the order of the names there to give everyone a chance to be first. It must be JR's curious mix of South Yorkshire overlaid with West Country. E bargum, moy answer, he says, <laughs> as an example of how I'm supposed to speak. That is, is that, that's oh, about right, sorry. You're all horrible. <laughs> That makes his voice stand out. Mind you, I've been listening to Radio Free Scarrow for years, and the only voice I can tell apart from the others belongs to the annoying one. Right. Is that another edit? Did you have read that out? Yeah. Well, yeah, because I've got to read the next sentence, and you'll like the next sentence, so whatever. Aha! Maybe that's why JR's voice stands out. Maybe he's the annoying one. Hey! Hey. Uh, having said that about JR dominating in the commentary, what really works well on the regular podcast is that it's just barely discernible that JR is taking the role of, say, panel chairman. Barely noticeably nudging the conversation this way or that so that it doesn't go down blind alleys or get stuck on one subject. Is JR the alpha male of the group, or does he just threaten to squash your Amazon DVD parcels before putting them through your letterboxes if the other three don't submit to his cruel will? Yeah, that was just the one holding a big stick. 
<laughs> I can almost hear JR's plans for his fellow podcasters as he plots away in the sorting office. A little surgery on the brain will remove these stupid emotions and still allow <laughs> me to make use of their inventive skills. <clears throat> and hooray, you've stopped referring to the clock. Okay, shall we How move on? running now? <laughs> I don't think any of us can actually see a clock this time, so there'll be no, no clock watching in this episode no. whatsoever. Uh, okay, shall we move on to Inferno? Sounds much better than we better move on to Inferno now because we've only got 10 minutes left, which can completely wrench the listener out of the oral nirvana into which your podcast lures us. Wow. <laughs> he does say the sweetest things. Oral nirvana. I only sent him £5 via PayPal as well for this email. <laughs> In retrospect, the banter isn't really that bad. I think your podcast is so well done and such a relief from the usual run-of-the-mill Doctor Who podcast that I'm constantly scared that you'll slide into their bad habits. Possibly if you got rid of the introductory banter, it would make you all sound less at ease in each other's company and the rest of the podcast. I think that's true. That's why we do this, really, to kind of mm. warm ourselves up before we get onto a subject. Yeah. Because, uh, well... Speaking for myself, and I don't know about the rest of you, I'm still pretty nervous once that record button gets pressed. It's the, yeah, the red yeah. button is a is a curse. You press the red button and suddenly you go... <laughs> and that's why we've put... Yeah. Well, you never quite know what you're going to get, do you? <laughs> but that's why, again, why we've put the on-the-spot in. If we do the on-the-spot and the emails, that gives us plenty of chance to warm up before we've actually got to start thinking about what we're going to talk about, apart from the unlucky sod who goes on the spot. Oh, I felt like but that's, that's never going to be me. episode... <laughs> You know, Mark still hasn't done one, has he? No. <laughs> so, so lucky. Um, as for the content, I never thought I'd come across a new idea or argument in Doctor Who, but it had never occurred to me before that Jamie had been taking more of the role of the dumb blonde, leaving room for Zoe to be the clever one. Mm. Although I don't entirely agree that Liz wasn't so much of a change, given that clever clog Zoe had come before her. I've never been quite sure how old Zoe was meant to be but maybe because of her height she always looked like a teenager so her cleverness appeared more as her special character trait whereas Liz was much closer to the doctor in age although actually hundreds of years apart but you know what I mean Liz was a grown woman and had a more serious personality so you could take her intelligence more seriously as a result and therefore take her more seriously and I think that's true yeah she was more mature He's, Steve says he had another this is my generation moment about the target novelizations of the Silurians and Spearhead. He said they were indeed two of the very best novelizations. The and it was illustrated bit hit a real chord too. Hmm. Uh, he does say, although this was a tribute show to Caroline John, you could have been a little bit more tactful in parts. I mean, no disrespect to the dead sort of loses its force when followed by, but they had to get rid of her after the season. Hmm. Yeah. Which actually is fair enough, really. But to be honest, we weren't actually doing the podcast as a sort of tribute to her any more than by name. We were doing the podcast and yeah. we dedicated it to her, but it, the podcast itself wasn't the supposed to be... was appropriate. Yeah, the, the, the subject was appropriate to her, but it wasn't supposed to be about her, mm. shall no. we say. No. And next week we'll be doing something in honour of um, Mary Tam. Yeah. So that'll be next week's show. Also, says Steve, finally, my jaw dropped at the wherever she is now. If you think about it, that's an appalling thing to say. She was a companion, so she's either in heaven or she's nowhere. The third option just isn't open for consideration. Okay, she's nowhere then. He says, only kidding. After oh. That. <laughs> oh, good. She's still nowhere. <laughs> right, that's Steve's email. And who's this? Oh, that's Liz Shaw. <laughs> uh, that, it, that's uh, Lee Sun Finn coming in there. Yeah. 
And so, as Lee's son Finn has come in, shall we say what the subject of this week's podcast is? We thought it would be an interesting experiment if each of the four of us brought a significant other to the podcast this you week. You could say experience. Experiment sounds like we're going to do something really nasty <laughs> to all of them. I think, to be honest, the four of them are looking at us as if that's what they're expecting. <laughs> we thought it'd be an interesting experience if we brought a, each brought a significant other to the podcast this week. So that instead of the four of us talking about our experiences of Doctor Who, we could have the four of them talking about their experiences of us and Doctor Who. So I think what we should do is, well, I think firstly, let's go around the room and sort of find out whether these four people actually like Doctor Who. And if they do like Doctor Who, which bits of it they like. Finn, I'm going to start with you. Now, I'm assuming, Finn, that with Lee as your dad, you've probably been watching Doctor Who pretty much all your life. Yeah, since 2005. So only since the new series, not before? Yeah. Or, <laughs> go on. No, yeah, since 2005 I've been watching it, but I've watched quite a lot of the old ones as well. So did, you, you hadn't watched any of the older ones before the new series came along? You'd have been quite young, actually, when the new series started, wouldn't you? Yeah. Probably about the right age to start watching. So you started, basically, with the new series. Do you like it? Yeah, it's really good. What kind of what bits of it do you like the most? I mean, what I mean, because Doctor Who covers quite a lot of ground. Sometimes it's very sci-fi. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's a bit lovey-dovey. What What are the bits that you like? <laughs> um, I mean, do you like the romp ones? Would you like the quiet ones? Would you like the scary ones? Uh, I like the. Confusing ones. You like the confusing ones? Yes. That'd be the Stephen Moffat ones then. Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Things like were, Blink and... Yeah, the ones that go throughout the series. Oh, you like the longer sort of arc stories yeah. as well. Do you ever find you don't understand them until you watch them back? Yeah, but my dad usually explains them to me. Oh, really? Because does... we've found that Lee doesn't actually know what's going on himself. <laughs> um, yeah, I've probably been making lots of things up, Finn. You'll realise when you're about 20 that uh, I've been lying to you. <laughs> What did you make of the change when David Tennant took over from Christopher Eccleston? Um, Were you sad to see Christopher Eccleston go? Not really. I didn't, I didn't think he was as good as David Tennant. But so you preferred David Tennant? Yeah. Did you know the change was about to happen or was it actually a surprise? Uh, I think I knew it was going to happen, but I, I, wasn't really, I wasn't really... You probably weren't really I'd, prepared for it on yeah. the spot when it did. So you liked David Tennant more than Christopher Eccleston? Yeah. Then? Do you go back and watch those stories then, say the Christopher Eccleston ones? Yeah, sometimes. Is it like a thing in your house to sort of watch back over the old episodes quite often, not so often? or? Well, I haven't got many of the Ninth and Tenth Doctors, but we watched um, Utopia and Sound of Drums and Last of the Time Lords the other, um, about two weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. What did you make of it? Um, I thought it was really good for because uh, I hadn't seen it for ages. Yeah, yeah. Do you? That's another thing as well because a lot of these stories you must have seen for the first time when you were pretty young. So do you mm. find that if you watch them back more recently, there are lots of things you don't remember, and actually it's probably a bit more like watching a new story sometimes even. Yeah. What are the bits that scare you the most? Uh, the sudden bits. The jump scares, yeah. they call them. The bits where you get a scare that comes out of nowhere. What about episodes like the one with the gas mask children? Oh, I always used to be scared of that. Spooked out really, by yeah, it. Yeah, really. Yeah, I, there was a... Um, 
on the website, uh, Doctor Who website, as these were coming out, you had little clips of, of the series yeah. as they were going. So when The Empty Child come on, you had this little gas mask kid going, are you my mummy? And all that sort of stuff, yeah? With the air raid sirens going off. Mm. Both of my children hated that and got absolutely petrified. But I didn't realise this, so I kept playing it over to Finn thinking he'd like it. Of course, <laughs> it, of course it gave him absolute nightmares. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> and also, the, there was another lasting impression. It was something to do with the... Uh, Victorian ghost woman uh, walking towards the screen on the Unquiet Dead. Is that scary or not? <laughs> yeah. Have you watched? <laughs> have you watched yeah. that one recently? No, but I, I, I always used to, like, every time that bit came on, I always used to turn it down and put my hands in front of my face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Ever been behind the sofa? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. You heard it here. The modern generation, they spend time behind the sofa as well. Right, we'll come back to you, Finn. We don't want to push you too hard too much. Should we move on to Andrea? Yes. Now, you live with Simon. I do. And so he's a Doctor Who fan, but he's probably not quite as bad as the rest of us. I mean, is he? (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe he is then. I would say he's more than an avid fan, so... How how much of the week do you spend watching? How, how how often in the week will you watch a Doctor Who story, would you say? A couple of times a week. Would you? Do I? When? You saddo. <laughs> <laughs> well, if not if not watching it, references to oh, it right. and on, oh, the, yeah, yeah. on the websites and... Oh, we'll come on to that more in a minute. Did, did you start with the new series or... Were you aware of the old series as well before? Well, my my earliest memories of Doctor Who, my grandmother, would you believe, loved Doctor Who. Doctor Who and Sale of the Century, because they go together really well. (laughs) (laughs) And my earliest memories of when I was a really little girl, going to have tea with her on the night it was on, which I think was a Saturday, and having bacon sandwiches and a glass of milk and watching with her and having the whole behind the sofa and watching through your fingers moments. But then... And and loving that time with her and not really understanding anything that was going on, but just loving it with her. But then I didn't really get into Doctor Who at all until I sort of met Simon, really. When you're a kid, really, it's just a programme that's there. Yes. Yeah, rather than... I mean, for some of us, obviously, mm. it becomes more than that. But, I mean, mm. you know, it had like 12 million viewers on average in the mid-70s and, you know, only a tiniest fraction of those are fans... So actually, for most of the people watching it, it was just a program that was on. Did you stop watching it because you were getting too old for it or because the program itself began to be something that you just didn't have an interest in? Yes, probably the latter, I think. But it just didn't hold any real interest for me personally. And my interest in it now is because of Simon's passion about it. and, And that's what rubs off and wanting to know more about it. But... I don't know that my my interest is any more other than I know that Simon's really passionate about it. So You watch like, it still as a casual viewer. Yes. But with yes. half a mind attuned to the fact that your other half sitting next to you yes. soaking up every second. Absolutely. And there are some of the stories, the Blink story especially, um, the ones that make you think long after the programme's finished. Those are the ones I, I quite like. And I think you said, are they the Stephen Moffat ones <clears> usually? Yeah. So they're the, they're the ones where... I don't know, I'll be doing whatever during the day and I, it makes me think back and anything like that it will hold my attention. What about the last sort of series or two now that Stephen Moffat's taken over? Do you feel he's sort of 
upheld that kind of angle to his storytelling? Because a lot of people think his storytelling's gone a bit off. I don't personally, but... I th- I, I think... Um... I think possibly the last before the series that's just gone. I think the last series I I enjoyed more. Maybe I think there were a few episodes in this. I mean, I've we've watched every. Well, I've watched everything <laughs> minute by minute, but I've watched the episodes as well, and I think I enjoyed the the last series from a person who wasn't who is doesn't know all the characters and know all the arcs and and everything you know from all the history of it. I think I preferred as a just a viewer i think i preferred the last series to this so uh, here's that question that has to be asked are you a christopher eccleston woman or a david tennant david woman? tennant oh really yeah and you prefer tennant over smith as well no i prefer smith over tennant oh, really yes finn how about you how do you prefer which do you prefer out of david tennant and matt smith uh well i think matt smith's quite uh quite good and like exciting but david tennant was Better actor, David Tennant I think. was your doctor, really, that yeah. you kind of grew up with, I suppose. Matt Smith, he's a funny old. Well, he, he's kind of overly quirky sometimes, I guess. I think you either buy into it or you don't, don't you? Really? Are there anything about anything you can say about the costume or maybe the, the TARDIS design? The differences between Tennant and Smith. Which one did you like the best out of those? Ah, uh, Tennant's was much better. Mm. I because the new one. It, it's got like all these extra things which you don't see, but it. You think it's a bit too much. Yeah, because it's got like a swimming pool and everything. Well, yeah. actually, the swimming pool's pretty much always been there. It's just that nobody's <laughs> ever talked about it before. He's had a swimming pool, then he ejects it, then he gets another one, then he ejects it. Then yeah, he we have one, seen the swimming pool it. once back in 1978, actually. <laughs> King of the nerds, <laughs> <laughs> Naomi, do you want to? Come up to the microphone. We're all microphone sharing tonight. So, Naomi, what's it like watching Doctor Who with JR? Awful. Is it's it... awful with him. He's the worst. He's the worst? Why? Why is he so bad? Oh, because if you make us, if you breathe like a decibel, half a decibel louder than you should, yeah. you'll rewind it 10 minutes, turn the volume up to full, and <laughs> really watch it. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, this is it, you see. I think. Have you got any obsessions yourself, though? I mean, is there something like you really, you know, if somebody interrupted you, you'd go a bit ape? The Midnight Beast. It right. has to be. So that, that's a modern series on British TV at the moment. It's about a band, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, yeah. the band came before the series, and they right. were, well, you and a couple of your schoolmates were into the band before the series turned up. So the series is kind of the icing on the cake, really, isn't it? Definitely. Right, so if, if, if uh, JR talked through that, what would you do? Well, first he wouldn't be in the room because it's rude. I'm not allowed to be there when they're watching it. <laughs> um, but if he did talk all the way through it, knowing me, I'd watch it later. I wouldn't turn the volume up. First, I'd hit him because that's fun. Yeah, but, um... yeah, yeah, of course. You've got to do that. <laughs> yeah. You think she's joking. She really, really isn't. <laughs> if you want a tip, pinch just in his thigh. He screams. It's so much fun. Well, I won't be doing that, but <laughs> certainly maybe at the end as an extra for the podcast. Yeah. If you could pinch him, that'd be great. Um, so and it on a pinch. Just don't do it now. Yeah. So is that your only experience of Doctor Who, or did you ever watch it? I didn't watch it at all. No one was into it, really. Have you ever watched a whole episode? Oh, she's watched plenty now. Yeah? Unfortunately. Okay, and are there any that you actually like or enjoyed watching? I don't think so. No, they're really that bad? But they're not 
awful bad. I just don't like them. You'll suffer it. You've actually sat through them all, haven't you? Not all of them. Well, when I say all, I mean, you know, since we've known each other pretty much. Mainly. (laughs) The only one that scared you, that got you in any way scared, and this is going back to when you were about seven or eight probably, was uh, the gas mask one. The Empty Child. Yeah. Yeah. And the the second time you watched that, it didn't even have the same effect then, did it? Do you remember that? No, I just sat there and watched it then. I I mean, there were a lot of female characters running through Doctor Who that are supposedly, uh, you know, strong female characters that are role models to to ladies, young ladies like yourself, like Amy Pond being strong and, you know, and uh, Rose and people like that. None of those companions make you go, yeah, they're really cool and I want to be them. No. No. Is there one that annoys you more than any of the oh, others? Oh, Amy Pond. Oh, kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> and what is it about Amy Pond, do you think, that uh, annoys you the most? I don't know. It's just her personality. She's like there and she runs in. She's like, Doctor! In that kind of voice she does. The shouty voice. Yes. The <laughs> shouty voice. Right. Well, how about, how about any of the doctors themselves? I mean, you got Matt Smith, David Tennant. Eccleston, if you can Which remember. Which do you prefer of those three? It's got to be Christopher Eccleston. Really? Eccleston. Yeah. He so has what? a big nose. Just, okay. just a... So you, you <laughs> like... <laughs> right, okay. So the Doctor's got a big up. nose. Is all right. So John Pertwee you might like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't talk about John Pertwee. <laughs> <laughs> I've made a sit through a few of those. Oh, oh right. What was it? Suicide. I killed myself about three times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised there were seven episodes. <laughs> Mark, no high five. You're not supposed to be joining in with her on this. I'm sorry. Yes, you are. (laughs) I can't fight a losing battle. I'm like the only one here that doesn't like it, am I? Um, Oh dear. Maybe. But interestingly enough, I was just of your age group, right? I mean, everybody's watching Midnight Beast. I mean, do you get? I mean, do you go anywhere near boys at all? Do you know any boys? All girls' school. All girls' school, right? Okay. I was going to say, do you know any boys who would like? Doctor Who at your age. Cousins. Cousins. Um, Anybody yes, else of your level? Yes, they do. They're a bit weird. You better say <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to say that. You're allowed yeah. to say we're, we are weird. If you're less than five feet tall, you're allowed to say whatever you like. Oh, that worked for me. <laughs> you're not supposed to be revealing to the listener that you're less than five feet tall. Sorry. <laughs> I have my shoes, they make me tall. I, I, I'm taller than him in those shoes. Her, she has bought a pair of shoes that actually have heels that are slightly taller than my foot is long. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was going to ask. You, I want to ask one more, on. one more question. Okay, this is this is a question that we're going to ask. It's got nothing to do with Doctor Who, but just out of interest, if you could travel in time, where would you go, and what would you do? Oh you can have a think about that, and we could probably move on yeah, to something else. Yeah, I think we'll else. have to come back to you. Tell me, do any of the other girls in your school watch Doctor Who? Um, a couple, but she's got knits. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, cer- I certainly hope she's not listening to this now. Okay, moving rapidly along. Now, Amy... Yeah. I've known you for a number of years. Yeah. And in fact, probably since about the time, if not slightly before that the series came back, I'd say, actually. Probably was, yeah. And so, you and Mark had been together for a while when the series came back. <laughs> it's all right. Naomi's pulling funny faces at us now. You and, you and Mark had been together for a while before the series came back, I think. A couple of years, yeah, perhaps. I think we had yeah had he already introduced you to doctor who or was the new series your introduction um 
I did know a bit of it beforehand because actually I used to house share and briefly dated someone else who was a Doctor Who fan before and made me watch Doctor Who. You have a Doctor Who fan proclivity, don't you? I don't even know what the word proclivity means, but I'm going to use it anyway. But you, what I'm saying is when the new series came on, you weren't coming to it cold. No, I do vaguely remember watching maybe Sylvester McCoy when I was a kid. But I hadn't watched many before the new series came. So the new series then, what did you make of that when it turned up? I actually quite liked it. I like Christopher Eccleston. I actually quite liked it. Yeah. That's damning with faint praise. (laughs) You loved it. Well, Well, maybe not. (laughs) Well, having seen some old Doctor Who before, I think because maybe I have a short attention span, I'm less keen on the old series where it was one story across, say, four episodes. I prefer it where it's kind of... Short Gets and snappy on one story. Yeah. yeah, you should try the war games. It's excellent. I think <laughs> I have tried that. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it the other day. Yeah. Although that was Patrick Troughton, wasn't it? I do quite like him. Mm. Quite like him. He's one of my favourites. Oh, well, if she quite likes one of her favourites, <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know about the rest of them. <laughs> Amy, what, what is it about Patrick Troughton that you actually like? Um, I think I quite like his eccentricity, actually. I do like the sort of slightly quirkier, slightly more unusual doctors. I'm not Okay. There's a lot of Patrick Trown in Matt Smith, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I quite like Matt Smith as well. And Mm. in Sylvester McCoy, though, oddly enough, going back to what you were saying before, have you seen Mm. uh, Sylvester McCoy stories recently? Um, I can't remember the last one we watched, can you? You've got to be closer to the microphone, Mark. <laughs> you might be mic sharing, but you can't whisper from a distance um, of six feet. Probably... It's like they're going to do a duet. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to we do are that. The world. <laughs> it's probably Paradise Towers, I think, was the last one. Oh, on. yeah. I, I did like that City. one, mm. <laughs> But what do you think of Sylvester McCoy himself? Not much? I actually like Sylvester McCoy. Oh, you do? Um, yeah. I do, because, again, it's, I suppose, the, the eccentricity yeah. thing. Um, and I was a huge fan of Ken Campbell, who he used to work with quite a lot, I think, and who almost was Doctor Who instead. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Going back to Christopher Eccleston then, did you know that the change was going to take place? I think I did, yeah. I think it was in the press before, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, months before. So you didn't know. Just trying to establish whether people were actually surprised when that happened, Mm. because I'd love to have been surprised by that. I would love them... I don't think it's possible now with the media as it is and things getting leaked, but I would love them to do a regeneration without anyone knowing it was going to happen. I have a theory you could do it if you did it in a certain way, and I think Mm. Stephen Moffat's the man to do it if anybody does. Well, RTD nearly did it, didn't he? Yeah. Um, And then kind of um, siphoned him off into a hand and they regrew him again, which was fun. But actually, I felt quite disappointed about that. I was expecting him to change there and then. I thought that would have been brilliant and brave and different, and I was ready for it. But, All you yeah. have to do is cast an actor to play the next Doctor and just put him in the script, put him in the, you know, the um, Radio Times and what have you as a different part. And as long as the episode goes out before you start filming the next series, theoretically, you could get away with it. Yeah. Which yeah, is one could. of the reasons why I thought the next Doctor well, might have actually was, had the guts to do it. That was really disappointing. And he wasn't the Doctor. I know, David Morrissey as well. <clears throat> Such a good actor. Yeah. So, so 
uh, staying with Amy, mm. David Tennant or Matt Smith or Christopher Eccleston? Um, well, I've been a huge fan of David Tennant for years, so I was actually really happy when he was the Doctor because From it meant like... that I could enjoy Mark's obsession a little bit more as well. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it helps that I like the Scottish accent and he's quite good looking. That's kind oh. of part of it. I think we have to stretch this a bit because it's you know we're, we're doing two different series of Doctor Who here, old and new. But for Amy, has watched probably all the Doctors, I'd imagine, being with Mark. I think I've seen something of all of them, yeah. So who is your favourite out of all 11? That is a difficult question. Or 11A. Probably. That might have to probably. be another question we come probably back to. Probably David Tennant. Tennant, there we are. Yeah. A handsomest. That's yeah. what she's saying. Well, she I didn't also, hear the word favourite. He's got a nice she bum. Said the word he's just got a nice bum. I also think he's a good actor, but that helps. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So, uh, so we move on again to Andrea. I mean, uh, what's it like living with Simon? <laughs> In relation to Doctor Who yeah. or just generally? Well, no. Uh, <laughs> Think carefully before you yeah. answer that one. I mean, you touched on it a little bit, how he'll often bring the subject up. But I mean, is it something that actually gets under your skin a bit sometimes? Is it something that's really that often that it's sort of really noticeable? I think it's so often that it isn't noticeable anymore, it, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest. It's, it's part of our life, really, isn't it? Because it's part yeah. of yours. So, and Simon talks to me about it a lot. And, or, but not, do you find yourself car booting with him? Because you do that a lot, don't you? Yeah. And you're looking out for Dalek books and old figures and things yourself for him now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do and you I, get excited I get to... when you, when you yeah. say, look, I found a little pig? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this was in Doctor Who. Oh, I do. <laughs> I pick things up, so any random thing now that, and someone goes, no. This toilet brush, was that a monster? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, I mentioned very briefly in the last podcast that you nearly got into a fight over someone, over some figures, didn't you? <laughs> I did, trying to protect your wares, as it were. <laughs> I did, sort of put my whole body over a box of figures while I was waiting for you to come and see whether they were the ones that you wanted. So, How did they feel about it, the people selling it, when you draped yourself she over just, their box? Well, I, I was sort of <laughs> kneeling down and trying to protect this while Simon was rushing from the other side. This is so dull, I can't believe it. And somebody else wanted the figures and was sort of kneeing me in the back slightly because they wanted the figures. So, Wow. I know. He was a trader, though. He was. He's not a very nice one who particularly wanted one figure and he was saying you don't want that one it's rubbish and I obviously knew that that was the one that I did yeah, want so yeah, yeah. but uh... Finn would you call yourself a Doctor Who fan? Yeah Now who's the biggest fan you or your dad? Uh, my dad I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough Hang Do on, you... hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's let's stop here Can you name me all of the trading card packets that have been out since Doctor Who came back? Um, Exterminator, Annihilator, Invader, Devastator, Ultimate Monsters, Monster Invasion, Monster Invasion Extreme. And do I own any of those? No. Who's the biggest fan? Me, I've got them all. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a kid, though. Well, I am, really. <laughs> I think that's the truth of it. That's it really we that. are the big kids in this room, aren't we? <laughs> I got all those cards. I haven't really, not quite. <clears throat> and we got most of those cards because of you. <laughs> in your household, will you be watching television and in the middle of an episode of, say, Casualty or something random, will you be sitting there 
waiting to see who'll be the first one to say, oh, she was in Doctor Who, you or your dad? Uh, well, I'd probably say it, but my dad would already... He'd be waiting for you to say it. Yeah, well, when we went to see Oliver in London, um, the new musical put on by Macintosh, um, it had a plethora of Who and Torchwood actors in it, including... um, Davros, who I can't remember the, the, the actor's name. Julian Bleach. Julian Bleach, who played an undertaker, a very tall, gangly man. Brilliant. And it was just all the way through, I was saying, Finn, Finn, he's Davros. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's the frog-faced bloke in Torchwood. I can't remember his name, but he's in Torchwood and all this sort of stuff. Do and Finn's going, Dad, I'm just trying to watch the play. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and he turned around and said, that's Mr. Bean. I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> Ryan Atkinson was in it. Naomi, tell me something. Is it annoying living with me when every time anything comes on the telly, I'll say, oh, he was in Doctor Who? Oh, she directed a Doctor Who? It's like killing myself over and over. <laughs> and it won't, I won't die. It's annoying. There's, there's a pattern happening yes, here. Yeah. Your <laughs> You're certainly the voice of cheeriness in this episode of the podcast. I like death. I like killing people with, like, guns. And... So you should so like, you should Doctor, like Who. Doctor Who. Yeah. 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 It's a high yeah, body like, count. Normal guns, not like Ray alien guns. loser guns. <laughs> <laughs> alien loser guns. <laughs> Fair enough. Moving rapidly along. I've decided where I want to travel to. Where Two do... places. If I had to go forward, I'd go and shoot aliens. And if I had to go back, I would go on like in a Zelda time and go and stab people with my mir- magical spiritual stones. Who would you stab though? Well, in people which... like. You're yeah, you going back, back to... in time. Who, who is it you're going to stab? Hitler? Well, if it was going with the Zella theme, it'd be Ganon. But if it was back in time normally... I'm assuming the kids that listen to this will understand. Are there any <laughs> who kids did she listening say? to I this? I understand it. What did you just say? Ganon? Ganondorf. Ganondorf. I love him. I just he, killed him. Who's Ganondorf? He's that big guy. Uh, the, the, yeah. the, like, the, like the evil guy of Zelda. Zelda. Oh, games, Nintendo. Okay, okay this will be the special Zelda podcast. I think that would work. <laughs> but a Zelda podcast? Yeah. Podcast, actually. Oh, <laughs> ticked off from a northern accent. <laughs> like, that doesn't happen in my house every... <laughs> far too often. Amy, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, you know, my wife's not here. She's not a big Who fan, but she will watch it occasionally. She does like Tenant, uh, a bit of Matt Smith... She does watch it now and again, doesn't she? But she's not a massive fan. Um, yeah. When it's on TV on Saturday, do you all gather around the set and watch it religiously every week together? Mm. You do, right? And we used to watch Confidential as well. And Confidential yeah. as well. Oh, I'd never make a second to sit through that. <laughs> percentage percentage-wise, over you two, who watches more TV? And is it mostly Doctor Who that Mark watches? <laughs> Um, <laughs> if that's not a leading question, <laughs> what do you reckon? Do you? Watch I probably more do watch do? more. If it's something like Doctor Who old series, or if it's football where they're faffing around a lot and not scoring any goals, I do tend to pick up my book quite quickly and not really watch it. So it's probably you because I'm normally reading. Yeah, because that's your escape when we do the podcast normally, isn't it? Yeah, I'm normally upstairs listening to sounds of laughter and zippy impressions coming through the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, you've been rather quiet yeah. recently uh, for the last half an hour. Can we have a quick bungle impression? Oh. <laughs> I, I got it right. You did get it right. Yeah, yeah but I get it wrong deliberately. Yeah. Only so that I can get that expression off his face. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh, look at me like a performing monkey. You are a performing <laughs> monkey. Now perform, perform! Shut it, leave me alone! <laughs> 
Just a few hot coals underneath his feet. That's all he needed. Yeah. Finn, the tell me something. Me like I'm mad. Outside of Doctor <laughs> Who, then, what are your other favourite television programmes or hobbies or anything, whatever? Uh, I like Nintendo and Mario and stuff like that. You're a big Nintendo one as well, aren't you, Naomi? I am. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> I used to be. Then I got a 3DS and then I went blind. I just <laughs> went blind. <laughs> uh, do you, what about 3DS for you? I've for, got one. And do you use the 3D on it? Oh, no, well, I don't use the 3D a lot, but I do use the DS all the time. Oh, yeah. I, she showed me the 3D thing on the Nintendo and it just, it makes you go cross-eyed for no good reason. <laughs> but there you go. That's Nintendo. We should get back to the subject. Other televisions. Do you watch things like Merlin? Uh, well, yeah, I do watch it, but I haven't seen the last series. Oh, it's about time your dad picked that one up at the library. Yeah, we do do the science fiction fantasy thing quite a lot in our house, and the two girls don't, which is unfortunate. Well, that's Holly, Holly did start watching it, didn't she? Holly being your Doctor daughter. Who. Sorry, Holly being my daughter, yeah. She started watching it with Eccleston, and she's still got pictures of Eccleston and Rose uh, on her wall, because those oh, really? were her favourite pairing. Yeah, still got the stickers up. What, stuck on the side of her bed? Yeah. <laughs> that, that That's only because there's stickers and she can't get them off. <laughs> that counts. <laughs> it's a desperate dad. <laughs> desperate. Dad's barnished over the top of them. Yeah. yeah. Desperately wants to believe that his daughter still likes Doctor Who, even though she's not seen it for five years. Yes, that's probably more truth, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to say, with the percentage thing, you know, it's it, it seemed to be very difficult. I've got a lot of videos at home, sorry, DVDs at home that I want to show Finn, like the old ones, but it's finding the time to do it. And you know, slot in and not interfering with Midnight Beast and uh, well, this is all these other things that, that I was going to ask the four of us. Actually, I was going to say, having a partner or children, are you nervous about showing them Doctor Who? Are you nervous about it the first time? Are you nervous that they won't like it and that they'll maybe I'm, resent you for it? I'm desperate for them to get into it and watch <laughs> it. Um, but my oldest daughter is yeah. absolutely petrified of it. How old is she? She's she's fourteen, but she's got learning problems and what have you, and okay. a disability. So uh, she's a younger fourteen. So um, she's. But I took her to the uh, exhibition down at, when it was at Lands End. And, oh yeah, yeah. Um, that was a struggle. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> uh, I mean, especially then when the Dalek came up through the floor. I've, <clears throat> honestly, bless her, she absolutely lost the plot. Oh, but wow. that, that so ever a, since then, it's been very difficult. That's an interesting thing, actually, because I was again desperate for Finn to really like Doctor Who. And his cousin was also into it. And we went to the exhibition in London. And we were walking through, and it's a deserted kind of alleyway where I think it's like Cybus Industries or something. And there was a, a Cyberman at the end. And Reuben, Finn's cousin, just wouldn't go any further. I was thinking, I've paid the tickets. We've come to London. <laughs> and I'm looking after somebody else's child. He's got to go in, whether he likes it or not. So there's a lot so of problems. So you'd rather he suffered men- uh, mental trauma yeah. than have to re- you know, waste your money you spent on tickets. <laughs> Yes, Mark. <laughs> Harsh, but he fair. loved it in the end. <laughs> yeah. He'll pay for this in later life. <laughs> when he's in his later life. But you do get, yeah, it's like, oh, I really want him to see this. I really want him to. And once they started getting into it, uh, it was the darling. The darling made me jump, actually. I was the one that went, whoa, because it kind of yeah. came out from nowhere. I don't know. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah. But, do you uh, have okay any worries about showing it to your wife when you've. No worries, but um, I'll always have the, you know, it's. 
rib poking session when Lee puts on Doctor Who and and she laughs a lot and you know how can you like this rubbish and all that sort of stuff. Oh, so yeah. yeah, but she does enjoy the new series now and again. I think she likes the sassy women. She's into River Song. She quite likes Amy and Rose. Oh, and, really? Yeah, yeah. Master. She's obsessed with the master. Oh, <laughs> oh, you, yeah. You like John Sim, don't you? Do. John Sim is yeah, a big hit in is. our house. Yeah. yeah, yeah, huge hit. What about with you, Amy? John Sim. Mm, I quite like him as an actor. If. But you don't find him hot stuff? No, not really. Okay, fair enough. There's there's been a few masters. The people who do know Dorto, I presume Amy doesn't, um, out of the masters that you know of, is is Sim the best, do you think? Do you know of any others? I don't. I just... Do you know when he had the rubbishy beard? (laughs) Like I've got tonight? (laughs) Derek Jacobi, very briefly. Oh, do I? (laughs) (laughs) No, I probably do. I changed. (laughs) Surely changed. Stop prodding her, Simon. No, I don't think I did. I only know Derek Jacobi for the voice of the In the Night Garden having it. (laughs) (laughs) And there you have it. Yeah, (laughs) having an evil killer and children's entertainer at the same time. (laughs) How about about you, Amy? Uh, Um, Roger Delgado, Anthony Ainley, the eighties master. I. I quite like Derek Jacobi as the master, actually. Ah. Um, this is going to sound really bad, but I can't right. kind of remember which stories are Delgado and which stories are Anthony Ainley. Don't I worry. know mm. you'll probably kill me for that later, won't you? Slowly. Oh, no, that's <laughs> fair enough. No, I think that's actually an interesting point mm. because if you're not a Doctor Who fan and you're getting this series sort of thrown at you, from all sorts of different angles as well, because you're not watching the old series in the order it was supposed to be seen in. You're seeing it piecemeal, bit by bit. Mm. And you're not going to be able to piece it together in the correct order in your head if you're watching it like that. Mm. So I think that's a very fair point, actually. I mean, um, with, say, Andrea, I mean, you've seen a few of the old series, but not all of them by any means. Do you have any idea of how it really sort of fits together? No. I mean, you'll be watching stories and presumably there'll be references to things you've never seen. Mm. Do you find it easy to pick up or sometimes are you just staring at the screen thinking, what the hell is going on? Yes, I think that um, because I, if you put one of the black and white Doctor Who's on or because I see them in isolation, yeah. then I don't, I don't have any reference before or after really. I only know the ones that I've watched with Simon from the new series. So I don't I don't have any re- point of reference at all for the for the old stories. I just watch them for their value as, as just yes. Are. So there's a task there Simon to start <laughs> from 1963 onwards. Right? He started with our 3-year-old daughter already. Oh yeah, she actually she watched some black and white Daleks with me. And the really old one, and, and I bet she, she watched all the way through. Didn't absolutely, she? yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Finn was the same. You quite liked uh, the Hartnell uh, Dalek one, didn't you? You watched the other day. Yeah. Which one was it? Dalek Invasion of Earth. Yeah. What was he liked about that? Um. <laughs> Daleks. I just, isn't it? I just liked it as like a first like impression of the Dalek. Well, he said it was quite. He said it was quite a good story. Which is interesting. I think it is more than anything else because you got yeah. the, the wobbly flying saucer. Because I didn't put the special effect one on. Mm-hmm. I also one. think there's something about that story that's almost guaranteed to appeal to kids because it's got the deserted London, which kind of sets your imagination going. Mm. And when the Dalek comes out of the water as well, that's cool. 
It's, <laughs> it's a good job you weren't watching The Chase then. <laughs> God. It's, it's, hey, you like that one, don't you? What's interesting as a as a fan growing up from uh, watching the old series and what have you, um, I know Naomi finds it embarrassing now and um, um, in that respect, but the old series was incredibly embarrassing to like, particularly around the McCoy era. Yeah, you, didn't, was, you didn't let people know that you liked it because it was embarrassing. Was, yeah. But now yeah. it's got so much credence and we're sort of talking about, you know, really great actors. You know, David Tennant, Derek Jacobi. You know, it was during the 70s. Mm. It was not uncool to like Doctor Who. That's something that came to it, mm. you know, mm. as it moved into the 1980s. I think possibly because a lot of a certain generation of fans were starting to grow up and obviously most of their friends would grow out of it. And I suppose this happens to most people, but we just happen to be of that kind of generation that by the time we were at that age where we still were watching Doctor Who, of course our friends weren't. Mm. And I'm sure the kids of, you know, the ones who were six in 1988. Mm. It's interesting though, with the, the media, the way it works now, it's all about personality and celebrity. And when the new series come back, I, I, it was almost like a, um, I almost um, resented the fact that all of a sudden all these people coming out of the woodwork saying, oh, I'd love to be in Doctor Who. And you think, well, where were you in the wilderness years? You know, when it, it was almost embarrassing. To be fair, though, you know, that is one of the reasons for John Nathan Turner's celebrity stunt casting in the 1980s, that people were coming out of the woodwork. Look at the celebrities he picked. <laughs> well, it's not that he I picked like them, Ken Dodd. they picked him. <laughs> I think Ken Dodd was excellent yeah. in Doctor Who. <laughs> but we should come back but, to that. You know, I know we've already done that. <laughs> You know, you get people like, I don't know, someone out, pluck someone out of the sky, Mike Skinner from the streets appearing in Doctor Who. And is Derek he? Jacobi, of course. Yeah, yeah. you know, I see Well, yeah, he has appeared in Yeah, Doctor isn't it? Yeah. Was he? Which one? He was in the Angel story. He, he was the soldier at the start. Yeah, the soldier. one who he was a yeah. soldier. Oh, yeah, let's right. do lipstick. Oh, man, yeah, of course it was, yeah. No wonder. Yeah. But, I was thinking um, that guy couldn't act. Is there, and this is probably for Big Amy band. and Andrea, maybe more, maybe probably for Amy. Okay. Is there a big qualitative difference between 60s, 70s and 80s Doctor Who? And is there one of those particular eras that you prefer or one that you dislike for any particular reason? Because I've always had a theory that those are three very distinct sort of eras. But, I mean, is that something that you can notice as somebody who's not a fan? Um... Not really, because like you were saying earlier about you sometimes see things in isolation and you don't really know the sequence of things. Where I all hear you talking about like the fifth doctor, the sixth doctor and things like that, it takes me ages to work out, hang on, William Which... Hartnell was first, then it was Patrick Troughton. And I have to try and think through. So to which doctor? So who was 60s? William Hartnell, Patrick Troughton. So that was when it started. Mm-hmm. 70s was presumably John Pertwee. And Tom Baker. Right. And 80s was then into Peter Davison and Sylvester McCoy. With Colin Baker in between. I'm impressed with Unbelievable. We've lost Colin Baker. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, That's a shame because you're going to meet him on Sunday. Yeah, that's true. Well, I've met him. I've met him. Will have, it's like close or will have met friends. him a couple of Sundays ago by the time this Oh, yeah, by the time it comes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You love John Pertwee, don't you? He's one of my least favourites. Well, we do seem to have quite similar taste in Doctors, and I don't know if that's just it's what you tend to watch or if you've brainwashed me. Because oh, I, don't, I don't think either of us <laughs> like it very much. Um, I do find that I tend to prefer... I tend to think more in Doctors than in time periods. 
And oh, that's I, okay. That's fair enough. I prefer Patrick Troughton and Tom Baker of the old series. Mm-hmm. Now, it's moving on to a slightly different subject, but uh, definitely related. I just wanted to ask a question about Doctor Who junk around the house. Oh, God, it's everywhere. You walk along and there's like an empty package which doesn't need to be there. And what else? <laughs> I don't know. There's just everywhere. This person came in our house. She just looked, went into the dining room. She said, oh, are those your Doctor Who things looking at me? I was like, no, just stop. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to kill her. And she really meant it. I was like, oh, no, you don't, you. <laughs> I think we've already established that, Simon, your house must be pretty decked out in Doctor Who stuff as well, is it not? Decked, it's not quite decked out, is it? But I have areas, <laughs> permitted areas, and don't I? I mean, I'm, I'm very limited. I'm allowed areas in the front room. They're on display, so. Yeah. What's in the front room? Oh, there's. Well, when you say you're allowed permitted areas, it does sort of bleed to other areas, doesn't it? And I have to rein it back. And... That's because there are so many things you can get, like the mouse mat, the mug, oh, the curtains, the carpet. <laughs> no curtains, thanks. Um,. There are... What size are those Daleks? Are they the biggest ones? No. Oh. The 12-inch remote control one. Right. They're all on the top of our dining room dresser, which is a sad but sorry state. Um, That's the dresser, not the Daleks, surely. mm, Yes. And a display cabinet full of figures. I I actually quite like the figures now, though, because I've been a part of trying to collect them with you. So Mm. I quite like the figures now. The figures are kind of cute. Yes. Naomi, just a quick question. How many Daleks have we got in the house, roughly speaking? Tried to count them, I nearly killed myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about death. (laughs) No, I know, but uh, even Doctor Who has gone so far that your brother sent me a Doctor Who packet of stickers in my birthday card. I thought I was going to... Just no. It's just awful. I think you might have to put the, the number for child line on yeah. this episode. <laughs> if, if you've, you've been, been affected. affected. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. Does that mean I can't talk now to the end of the yeah. podcast? No. That'd be an impossibility, surely. <laughs> I've already broken that. Well, Mark, Amy, what's it like in here? I mean, we're sitting here, but the listeners don't know that. I mean, as far as they're concerned, we're in a proper recording studio, aren't we? Oh, the odd bit of tat around the place. Does Dr. it ever actually annoy you, though, Amy? Um, Go on, be, be honest. It would be nice if Mark dusted them a bit more often. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I get yeah. that accusation mm-hmm. levelled at me as well. You can just but... dunk them in the water and then oh, okay, pull them out again. That. Yeah. I have quite a lot of stuff as well, so if I said to you, you need to get rid of some Doctor Who figures, you might tell me to get rid of some books, so I don't really want to go that there. That would never happen. Cushions. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, Simon. What did you just say? We have a huge collection of cushions. Oh, what, I feel we do. I don't understand. Here. You can never have too many cushions. <laughs> ah, I see. We bought more cushions at the weekend. Finn, we have a <laughs> question for you then. Who has more Doctor Who junk, you or your dad? I have more junk. He has more, uh, like DVDs and more collected. books and things. Yeah. Yeah, so I've I've got all the meat, but basically. you've got all the and he's, yeah, but he's I, got the tat. I've got all the I've got all the collect. He's got all the yeah. dull stuff. Yeah, you've got all the Finn exciting stuff. The, the tat will be the, the collectible stuff. The figures. And yeah, that's exactly right. The stuff that you've got, Lee, that will go on eBay for fifty p. The stuff <laughs> that he's got will go on eBay for fifty quid. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah his room's worth a fortune. 
Yeah, I bet it is, actually. I bet it is. It's an opportune time to mention the fact that I got a very rare 1964 Doctor Who book from the car boot the other day, didn't I? Yeah. For? 20p. And how much was it on eBay for? £75. See, I don't think that's the kind of thing we should be talking about on the podcast. (laughs) And of course, I had to go home and say, well, I'm not selling it. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I was expecting. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, the amount of times... Oh. Annoy me, that's going on eBay. The amount of times I've heard that. No, microwave. <laughs> me and oh. Mum threatened the microwave to put one of his Daleks in there because we know which one really means something to Ooh. him. And which one would that be? The silver one with the blue bits. <laughs> <laughs> she knows. <laughs> Unbelievable. The John Perry Dalek. Who very nearly did go in the microwave, though? One of the companions, she's got ginger hair. Oh, yes, Amy Pond. In Odd fact, that. she actually did end up in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> it never got turned on, I hasten to add, but she was in the microwave for a good half an hour one night. Don't, I'm not don't, sure. Do, have they made an Adric figure yet? They haven't, have they? No. <laughs> well done. He looks uh, like he's already been in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to say Matt Smith had. Um, no, I, I think that would be quite an interesting YouTube uh, clip, so if anybody's up for it, not that I'm advocating that you should go in. Amy uh, Pond in the microwave. Yeah. Yeah, let's just film it and let's see what it looks like. <laughs> Off you go, fans. <laughs> Amy Bond would get a lot of hits. Didn't you do yeah. that Dalek with that? You made me steer a Dalek to knock over this giant thing. And put it up on YouTube. Oh, I couldn't stop laughing. And we pretended it was something that Andrew Pixley had found, but still nobody came to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, it was, a, like a, it was a five-inch Tom Baker <laughs> fighting against this remote-controlled Dalek. And then you put that on YouTube. Yeah, Is people will look for that now, aren't they? Yes, they will, yeah. Okay, it's coming down. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Anything else? Well, how about the effect of the podcast? Oh, since we've been doing the podcast, yeah. yeah. Well, what do you think of the podcast, Naomi? I know you've not heard any, but what do you think of the fact that I do it? He walks around with his headphones in all the time. He wants to shout at me. He's sta- he most probably looks at you and you're shouting at him with real force. And he's just most probably standing there listening to you lot. Like, he's just. Uh, he's listening to himself, is what you're saying. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's the worst bit. <laughs> She's wrong. I'm and actually loves- listening to the Starburst radio. Yeah, show. yeah, yeah. 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 So he, 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 listen, he listens to this podcast and only laughs at his funny bits. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. He, run- he came over once. <laughs> Ohms, listen to this with his headphones, like jabbing me with them. That's pride. (laughs) Bless him. He's so full of himself. Oh, bless. (laughs) She's lovely, isn't she? I know I'm full of compliments. (laughs) I tell you what, Amy, of the the four extra people here tonight, you're the one whom the podcast has had most effect on, aren't you? Yeah. And that would be why? Because it's recorded in our front room normally, which is great. I love the podcast because it gives me an excuse to read in bed for an evening when you're recording. (laughs) So I like it. Yeah, well, that's that's good, I suppose. Finn, your dad's off doing all sorts of things all the time. Do you ever actually see him? Yeah, but I don't usually get time to like do anything Doctor Who-y with him. So this is actually that's a cool. nice night out for you. Yeah, but uh, we went to the Doctor Who... Uh, the thing on the other Sunday, yeah. the pub. And we're going this Sunday as well. Yes, that's coming up this Sunday, and obviously by the time you hear this, it will have been a couple of Sundays ago, but the Stars of Time thing in Western Supermare. Yeah, with Colin Baker and co. So you're looking forward to that? Yeah. Not going to be scared to meet Doctor Who? Not really, no. I will be. I've never (laughs) met one before. 
Haven't you? I've yet to meet anyone who's been in Doctor Who at the age of 40. How old am I? 41. Yeah, 41. <laughs> I've only ever met three, and it just so happens that... No, I've only ever met... Yes, three. And it just so happens that all three of those happen to be the three guests at this event. So, uh, yeah. Oh, well. Your dad, Actually, uh, Andrew, your dad went to school with the Demon Headmaster, didn't he? Yes. With, uh, is it Terence Hardiman? Is that his name? Yeah, he was in The Beast Below, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm. That's... That was close as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> Is there actually a, a proper name for the thing that we do, spotting Doctor Who actors and other things? Is there like a... All the time. Yeah, yeah, but is there a name for it? I don't know. I don't think so. Dull. <laughs> Did you say dull? <laughs> Sad? Yeah. Not oh. having <laughs> enough of a life not to care what else they've been in and just appreciate their performance in this. Actually, usually it's, it's when you're watching one of your programmes. And then I'll just pass through the room and say, oh, they've been in Doctor Who. Yeah, it's all the art you make because you say, oh, you know so-and-so because he's, I don't know. Humphrey's so many points like, of separation yes. thing. That's mm, almost like a that fast, music show, as well. fast show sketch, isn't it? Where you walk in and go, he was in Doctor Who. You can walk out again and that's <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> For everything. Our daughter, even every virgin advert that comes on, she rushes around. Daddy, daddy, Doctor Who. <laughs> David Tennant all the time, didn't she? Mm, mm. Is he in that? Yeah, it's in the. Well, he's not. Smart. No, Stephen you know Fry's taken over now, hasn't he? But it was David Tennant for. A... I think Ages. Tennant's still in it, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've seen some David Tennant though as Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah. I don't think she's made sense. She's only three. Whether she's made sense of the fact there's different actors playing Doctor Who. I doubt it. <laughs> she is only three. I think she's. Yeah, you are start. You're starting her off young. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is that a good thing? Oh, I think so. She loves it. She loves anything to do with Doctor Who, and it's because Simon does, and so the ripple effect, and it's certainly in our house the ripple effect of it. She, and you know, if we find something or a book or something she goes daddy daddy doctor who and because is, she knows he loves it so much is or sorry can you be too young to actually be scared by doctor who because a lot of people think shouldn't show doctor who to the kids when they're too young because mm. it'll be too scary but actually at that age are they too young to be scared by it i think so there's there's been a couple of episodes that she's watched with you um that where i think she's been scared and mm. you and you always know because she says, I'm not getting scared. <laughs> and at that point, yeah. I sort of intervene at that point and say, I think it's time we turn mm. it off. But but that's only because I she's getting, you know, up to coming up to four years old now. But before then, not at all. It was just a case of daddy loves it and therefore I love it and I want to be with her. I think it's yeah. the scenes where it gets quite intense. Yeah. It's not necessarily like a Dalek or something like Is that. Is it the it's doctor it. in trouble? Yeah. 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 And the the sort music of... kicks in and... Perhaps the sort of more emotionally yes. troubling ones. Which is possibly why she was okay with the 60s episodes. Because there was no emotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's before. They didn't have, the TV didn't have emotion, didn't have colour. Were you watching the censor rights by any chance? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I'm falling, falling off the end of my chair here. So what about the fact that I've been missing every, every other Thursday night then, recording podcasts? Nice night in by yourself? Yes, no, it is. It's lovely. It's lovely that you do something that you enjoy and it's lovely that it's recognised and that you, you know, you seem to have a lot of listeners. 
and when you come back it's the day after I get the effect from it because you listen back to it and I and Simon laughs out loud to some of the some of the parts of it and he's always got the headphones on you know and says oh god listen to this and this bit and so all of that I think is brilliant. Mark do you listen to it as well before it goes out live? Yeah I'm a bit obsessive about it. Am I the only one that waits for Saturday night? Like Doctor Who. Oh, you must be. I'm still. I just wait and. Well, for the first six or eight weeks, I didn't listen to any of them back at all, did I? No, that's true. And then you lot were sort of banging on at me about it and made me buy an MP3 player so I could. Yeah. And now I don't listen to anything else. Steam powered your MP3 player, isn't it? Well, it's yeah. (laughs) Takes little bits of coal. Well, it's obviously it's only a cheap one that I bought myself so I could listen to us. I do listen to other things though. I listen to a lot of the Starburst radio show. I mean, they're, they're our mentors and sponsors, Starburst radio show. And uh, you know what? Why not? Let's do a shout out for their radio show, which is also a podcast now on iTunes. It is. And if you enjoy the Blue Box podcast, but you've not heard theirs, it is basically a Sunday night radio show that goes out as a podcast on iTunes under the Starburst radio podcast. And it's two guys gabbling on for about two and a half hours about absolutely nothing at all. But it's <laughs> tremendously funny. It is really funny. Ben, you were pointing at something on the table over there. What are you looking at there? Starburst magazine. And where can you buy Starburst magazine? WH Smith. <laughs> and why would you want to buy Starburst magazine? Because it has um, Doctor Who and sci-fi in it and the Blue Box podcast. Adverts. <laughs> uh, this, this is the advert from Finn as sponsored by his dad, Lee. <clears throat> of course, there's masses of Doctor Who stuff in. And probably, actually, as this podcast goes out, you'll still be able to buy the issue that has the Season 7 preview. Mm, yeah, with interesting titles, I've got to say. for the uh... <laughs> Some of which may have been made up <laughs> for the episodes themselves. Yeah, yeah. Should we uh, should we call it a night now? I think we've yeah, I think we pretty much run through our topics, really. This was a very, very different episode of the podcast tonight. I have we have any of to... the girls been sort of inspired to get into podcasts? Doctor Who aside? Or perhaps been oh, inspired to... Well, Amy, how would you like to answer that question? You've been inspired to get into podcasts because of Mark's podcasting experiences? or um, He keeps trying to nag me to be on his podcast, Nerdology. I, I was unsuccessfully. I was on a book podcast a while ago, and it was a completely nerve-wracking experience. And I'm not sure I've totally recovered. But how would you feel? How did you feel about doing this tonight? Then I was a bit nervous, to be honest. I'm always nervous, anyway. Mm. So that's not too bad, but only a bit nervous. About six out of ten, seven out of ten, maybe. Oh, quite mm. nervous. Mm. But you've got through it, okay? Ish. you haven't wanted to kill yourself no i do think it's telling that she has refused her husband's podcast but has appeared on somebody else's she has been known to chip in with the odd comments in one episode and in one of the early ones i had a coughing fit in the background yeah so he did appear quite early on (laughs) yeah that was really amusing i enjoyed that one a lot was she credited for that yeah yeah i think she does get a mention I thought you were doing it on purpose just to get some attention. <laughs> no, I you were actually coughing. Sorry about that. Speaking of inspiration, though, Finn, yeah. Doctor Who ever inspired you to do anything? Write a story or draw a picture or that sort of thing? Mm, yeah. 
Um, well, do you want to tell us a little bit, little bit more? I mean, do you write? Do you write? Uh, yeah, but I, I don't. I'm not very good at writing stories and oh, like stuff I like that. You're just saying that. I'm not. And really, <laughs> your dad works in a library. I'm sure he could tell us different. We did sit down and try and do a cartoon strip a long time back. So I got him to give me the ideas of the, the story and then I would try and draw it. I'm not a great drawer, but illustrator. But I gave it a go and it was quite fun, wasn't it? We never did finish it, but I thought we should go back to it, actually. Yeah, I know where it is. You know yeah, where it is, yeah. do you? We'll have to bring it and have a, have a look at it on, live on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I laugh. think we should bring some of Naomi's short stories in for the podcast as well. They're a bit of an experience. Which ones? Well, uh, for instance... Does it? Start? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> Your Which short ones? stories. Which ones? Well, the ones I've read, the ones I've... That's her diary. You're not supposed oh, to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't keep a diary. I don't have the patience. I mean, I don't really... I don't so, have an interesting life enough. I mean, life oh, interesting enough to write me. about how heavily I've breathed one day. That'd be all it's about. Oh. That's what Twitter's yeah. for. Pardon? That's what Twitter's for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite. Stalking losers on Twitter who have nothing better to do with their lives except to say, today I've been filming toilet trips and monitoring it. I don't care. And it's those people who say, I love all my fans. Like, oh, no, you don't. You're just saying it because you like followers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there's an interesting uh, theory about Twitter for you there. <laughs> I think we'll have to get the edit button out for that one. Oh, no, you don't. It's just one in particular. <laughs> it's just one in particular. One person in particular who we shall not name. Okay. There you go. She's gagged now. <laughs> Let's move along. Jail so, smells. Oh, she promised her mum she was going to say that. Well, I think we all ought to unintroduce ourselves <laughs> in the same way as we introduced oh. ourselves at the start of the show. So, what was your name? Bum. And I was JR. <laughs> oh. I'm Finn. And Finn is my son still. And your name is? Lee. I'm Amy. And I am still married to Amy. Just. Just. And you're? Uh, Mark. Oh, my God. This is unintroducing ourselves. We really yeah. are actually unintroducing ourselves, aren't we? It's quite difficult. Yeah. I'm Andrea. And I'm Simon, and I'm supposed to be getting married to you at some point. I'm, <laughs> I'm Simon. You keep asking whether it'll be next year, don't you? Curious. Of some yeah, November the 23rd next year. Oh. Ooh. Heavily booked, I would imagine. Yeah, I should think so. <clears throat> and next time, we'll be back to talk about 1978 and the key to time. We'll see you then. You can contact us by email via blueboxpodcast at yahoo.co.uk.
Oh, I hate my life.